0: With all the content and info available to us today, period, about anything and everything, including the Bible and making disciples, you would think that every Christian would be a mature and confident disciple maker by now. But true discipleship's not really about the consumption of or passing on of information. It's not about knowing a lot of scripture and gaining Bible literacy or helping our people grow literate in the Bible. It's not Bible literacy that we're after or head knowledge, it's gospel fluency. And we don't need more information, we need more transformation. I think that is a key shift in making progress as the church and individually toward making disciples who make disciples.
1: To the Everyday Disciple podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Cesar Kalinowski.
0: Okay, here we are again. Hope you're having a great day. I know I say that every time. I hope it's true. I am loving life, living the dream getting to make disciples as a lifestyle. It really is awesome. Getting to do that with my wife, Tina, who you're actually going to hear from today. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, and Heath and I, I'll tell you a little bit more about where we're heading in a bit. But yeah, I hope you've had a great week. We sure have. We've been enjoying the weather. It's been super and awesome, even though I can feel that it's beginning to tweak and change a little as we go. I'm just finishing up the recording of this podcast, and then a bunch of us are heading out to see a movie together with the kids and uh, have some dinner. Should be really, really fun. Anyway, thanks for everybody who has subscribed to the Everyday Disciple Podcast. I really appreciate that. That way, you'll never miss an episode. We are coming up on uh, seven years uh, almost of new episodes every Monday morning. You don't want to miss that. A sure way to do that is to subscribe. Some of the different platforms will allow you to do that. Certainly within Apple, you can. And I know you can favorite things within Spotify. That's what I listen to podcasts on. But let me give you a link that will take you to a whole bunch of places. So depending on where you're listening or if you're liking it or not, if you go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash listen, there's a whole bunch of links there to all the different platforms. So you can find one that fits your phone the best or this, that, or whatever. But if you're already settled on that, you're not listening on the website, like at everydaydisciple.com, then go ahead, please, and favorite us, star us, subscribe. And if you can leave a review, we'd really appreciate that. I also want to invite you to join us over on Facebook. The Facebook group continues to grow and be a place of encouragement. You can find it pretty easily just by searching up Everyday Disciple Podcast in Facebook. But uh, you can also just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook. and It'll take you right there. We'd love to have you. All right. I want to tell you a little bit about where we're going on today's episode. Not too long ago, Tina joined Heath and I for a conversation about change and about making progress towards disciple-making, be that if it's just you and your family or if you're a pastor and you're really thinking it's time to drop a full framework out there for discipling people in your church, not just attending, but really discipling disciples who make disciples. And the question that sort of looms large is, How are you doing at making progress toward making disciples that make disciples? A lot of things changed in our world in the last few years, and they're continuing to change. I've heard of new (laughs) sort of restrictions coming out and this and that in certain areas, and you're like, what, really? Uh, Again, anyway, with all that uncertainty, it can be understandable to kind of just say, well, I'm locking down, or I'm going to kick the can down the road or the ball down the road a little longer to really get started with this discipleship, because I don't know what's happening, and that's, that's not what you want to do. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to share this conversation with you, and uh, I think you're going to be really encouraged about it, and as always, it's going to go real practical. I am going to share with you some ways that we might be able to help you and walk with you in that. That is what I would love to be able to do. That would be such a blessing, and so let's get into this conversation with Heath and Tina, and then we'll come back. We'll do the big three together. I don't know about you, but there is
1: so much stuff online right now. Like my inbox personally has been packed with different offers of either free webinars or seminars or summits or different things like that. And I'm wondering if you think this is a good thing for us Christians. Do you think that (laughs) we're finally getting access to all the stuff that we need to make a dent in church growth
0: and discipleship? I'm with you, man. Same thing. My inbox has been blowing up with so many offers for webinars and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. And I will say this: information is cheap. It always has been, especially in the quote internet age, which that's. It sounds like an old timer just saying that, you know what I mean? But uh, sure. but I was like an early adopter. But with all the content and info available to us today, period, about anything and everything, including the Bible and making disciples, you would think that every Christian would be a mature and confident disciple maker by now. Yeah. But true discipleship's not really about the consumption of or passing on of information. It's not about knowing a lot of scripture and gaining Bible literacy or helping our people grow literate in the Bible. It's not Bible literacy that we're after or head knowledge. It's gospel fluency. And we don't need more information. We need more transformation. I think that is a key shift in making progress as the church and individually toward making disciples who make disciples. Hmm. And so I love the fact that there is a lot of information flowing. And of course, I'm biased, but I think that the people, or the thousands of people that engaged us in the Everyday Disciple Challenge, I think that they part of the difference was it was a little bit of teaching and then they got to go do, you know what I mean? And they got yeah. to ask questions. And that's why we were you
2: got to try some things.
0: And that's what I'm for, be it, you know, when we do that in buildings or while we're doing it now is I want engagement, right? That's how we're going to make progress is people getting to ask questions, not feel dumb about it, try new things, come back and say, okay, that didn't work, but I'm not defeated. You know, sure. We're learning forward. So.
2: And this really is a learning. It's a language, this gospel fluency. It's a language and you're not going to learn it very well without truly practicing it without getting an opportunity to try to speak that language, yeah. you know? So, yeah. um, but our son is a great example. When he was learning to speak Spanish, he would speak it with everybody. He just, he didn't <laughs> care if he made mistakes, he, you know, he just would try. And because of that, he learned really fast, you yeah, know?
0: standing in the line somewhere, you know, yeah, sure. he'd and, and people, you know, they were, they were dear about it because he yeah. was learning. Yeah. And that's the same way we, we need community and we need to continue being together. Learning, trying, discipling. You remember, you know, Jesus walked in the ways. He invited yeah. his disciples to be with him. Yeah. And it's in that that everything flowed out. And it wasn't yeah. like, okay, boys, sit down. We're going to give you the next bit, bunch of head knowledge. I, I said to someone today, you know, Jesus did the Sermon on the Mount. Yep. But he did it once. But he didn't say, okay, see you back here on the mountain, you know, next Sunday. Yeah, let's do it over Saturday and over again. And, you know, I'll give you part two, you know, it's like, it was mostly them learning the language, the rhythms of the kingdom, what his father was like, why he was here, what was really true of them, you know, yeah. kind of killing that whole do-to-be thing and all of that anyway. Seemed,
1: you know, it seemed too that Jesus, the more I read him, I actually wrote a paper the other day about how he, a lot of his miracles were as he was on the way somewhere. And it was like, Hey, here's a moment for a teaching lesson. Yeah. this just popped up let's speak into like what the gospel looks like in this situation rather than, Hey, next Tuesday at at eight o'clock, we're going to meet and talk about this. It was like, Hey, did you guys see the unbelief there? Now let me talk about how that was exposed and how we correct, you know, like he he was making real time teaching situations based off what he was experiencing.
0: in his Yeah, for sure. And we, we talked a little bit about that two episodes back in the, that these, you know, the new normal is going to need daring new leaders. Yeah, exactly. That, that pastors and and leaders are going to need to be guides. They're gonna yep. to need to be with people and for them. And they're gonna to have to humble themselves a bit to to be doing new things that they're not the best at necessarily. And learning yeah. with their people and encouraging them forward and passing on, you know, maybe they're just a step ahead. That's yeah. still really, really true, man. But I, but I know that takes that takes a lot of humility, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It sure does. You, you know, know, one and not uh, and not another... just live streaming out your, your past ministry kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've heard that a lot of pastors actually
0: feel busier now than ever. So if you're listening to this and you're a pastor or working at a church or whatever, and you're feeling that burn of like busier than ever, I want to say, please take some stuff out of your cart. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to do that. Discipleship is still the mission, right? Yeah. And and I think too, you can find people that know how to do everything you already know how to do and get some help with it, right? Yeah. Not just absolutely. The, the things you don't feel confident in. Take some stuff out of your cart, feel free, but please, please, please refocus on discipleship, the mission, and all that. We have to. Yeah. You know,
1: we talked, I think it was a couple episodes back, about the whole due-to-be issue at hand, where lots of folks, maybe even especially church leaders, are really having a hard time finding their value when they don't feel like they're very good at some of the stuff that they're trying to pull off every week.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: curious, how do you see that affecting discipleship and these same leaders being able to lead their people into what they need right now to be effective in outreach and discipleship and their homes poems in neighborhoods.
0: If discipleship's already one of those things that most people or most pastors and church leaders already know they're not super confident in, then yeah. they might be shying away more than ever right now. Hmm. And we can't do less discipleship, brothers and sisters, okay, sure. than unfortunately the church has been sort of doing historically lately, you know, and yeah. by lately I mean like decades or maybe a century, you know, we yeah. please, because I feel you. But I, I want to encourage you, please, let's not do less discipleship because it's something that we've not been very confident in. Please get the help you need. Now's the time. If you think you're going to kick discipleship can or kick the ball further down the field and just wait, yeah. Well, guess what? Then fall will come or whatever. And it'll be like, oh, well, people are finally back to school. And, yep. and busy know, again. So, so now yeah. we're busy and, and there's just, you know, like, well, maybe... Now, maybe come spring, well, no, maybe in the winter, no, then we got Christmas and then all an Easter will hit, you know, and it'll just, you'll just keep kicking that discipleship ball and we won't be making progress right now. We can make progress towards discipleship because Mm -hmm. the people that we're discipling and helping to make disciples, right? Don't discount the discipling of the saints. That's we got to disciple people to faith and during their faith and in their faith and to maturity. But right now that's what they need help in doing. Because they they don't have the old stalwart of like, well, if I'm a super Christian, I'll get everybody to church with me. Sure. Can't do it. And I don't think a whole lot, you know, I don't know, you know, like, well, now it's even more awkward when I talk to my neighbor and I don't know what to say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you wanna watch a live stream with me, but not with me. I'll just send you a link. Aren't there a billion links? Yeah, there are. Why would I watch that one? You know, so people are, and I know because we get so many messages and emails, people are dying to know. What do I do? And how do I love my neighbors? Well, and we've been pushing out steady ideas on, on like the activities themselves, like with that 30 ways to stay connected and build community and all that. But true discipleship starts in the heart. And it starts with grounding the people, grounding people in their identity and and growing their gospel fluency. Like you were just saying a few minutes ago, like that's the stuff. And, and that's where it starts. And guess what? You can be doing that right now because that is, that is pandemic proof. Growing yeah. in our identity and gospel fluency and, and learning to, to tell the story and, and speak the good news into lots of bad news and job loss. I talked to a guy today. i like, I just lost my job last night, man. He was like on the floor, you know, mm-hmm. and like kind of talking back from the edge. And, you know, oh man, yeah, that's right. right. So now's not the time to shrink back and have less progress made in disciple making. Yeah. It's time to, it's time to figure it out. And if you need help, And get the help. Please don't just, like I said, kick the ball down the field because then it'll be something else, and then it'll be something else. And oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. I, you know, know, and I think from we've heard from some pastors and other people that have said, well, discipleship's not my calling, it's not my thing. And that's really wrong thinking. If you think you're not discipling people, you're maybe just discipling them to the wrong to the wrong thing because we all are discipling people in what it looks like to follow Jesus every day. Yeah. yeah. So people are watching us and they're, they're seeing how we speak to our family and they're seeing how we speak to the neighbor where we put our time, what happens, where, how do we spend our time? Do we lock ourselves away from the world or, you know, are we befriending people? Are we uh, out in the community serving people? All of that stuff. If you think you're not discipling think again, you know, you, Discipleship always, is happening.
0: We're always in discipleship mode. Yeah. <laughs> we're always, always in discipleship always mode. Discipling. And I've also had other pastors. I heard, I've heard this probably way too many times. It's like, I am so sick and tired of being the stick, yeah. you know, like in the carrot and stick, with trying yep. to get my folks to do stuff. I really don't want to push, but mm. see, I don't think that's the case. We're finding the opposite. People are dying for this right now. They're not there's not a lot of stick needed. I think the carrot is out there. Like, hey, I am like you said. When I see my neighbors, they're, they they want to talk. And there's a lot of bad news and uncertainty and fear going right now. That is such fertile ground for being the good news and proclaiming the good news mm-hmm. and helping and serving and all the stuff that we've been talking about forever. And look at the early church, and that's how they lived. And even though some of those forms are different right now, we get to please help your folks do that. Or if you're not a leader, let's say you're not a leader, but you're feeling exactly what I'm saying. You're like, I wish someone was helping me with that. You too. Like, you you know, we want to help. <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity for us to maybe reconsider how we Rattle back things. on a bunch of that. Yeah. Dive deeper into relationship, equipping your people. Yeah. Right? Growing Instead, in it's like fluency. You know, one of the things that I love
1: is that as we, as we work so hard on, on developing this podcast, we're actually seeing people like,
0: buy into what we're saying, like going like, oh, maybe discipleship is the key. Well, I think you kind of just said it. I think people are realizing that there is all this space and time and, you know, calamity clarifies, right? Mm -hmm. And comfort confuses. And then my friend Kevin Turner told me that years ago, calamity clarifies. And so I think right now, what's really important to people in every area of their life is really kind of front and center. And so they're leaning in. They're just leaning in right now and saying, "Hey, if we could walk with some other folks that are are encouraged <laughs> yeah. and are excited about this and and know how to do discipleship in everyday life and understand that it's maybe a little different now, but it's going to keep changing, and maybe we can walk through this change together." I think that's yeah. part of why, brother. I think there is a real hunger, and and that'd be that'd be a big thing I want pastors to hear. We haven't gotten to the big three today yet, but this <laughs> maybe this should have been one of them. But is that there is a greater hunger for even imperfect moving forward with discipleship in everyday life from your folks. And if you're not a pastor, but, but from your neighbors than ever people Mm. are, and they're going to want to, they're going to want to continue to journey with good news people. They really, really will.
2: You know, and honestly, I think too, a lot of people have like, you know, they've been people that have been tracking with us and following and following the podcast and reading the books, but, they They've kind of acquired all this information, and they're not really sure what to do, how to step forward. and they're they're looking for somebody to just kind of help them along the way and to be there, like, you know, when things don't go well, <laughs> yeah. when when they they were hoping for a result that didn't happen or and and they don't want to be discouraged and just and you know, stop it. They want somebody sure. to help them along the way. And I think that's a big part of it. It's a lot different than just going to, you know, someplace and just getting a little more information. You, it doesn't, it doesn't really necessarily help you get unstuck or take steps forward. Sure. And, you know,
0: and, and getting to spend time with some folks that have done what you want to do or have the family life that's close, right? There's peace, yeah. and, you know, our kids are raised, you've met all our kids in you know, Team K, yeah. you're around plenty. They they want that kind of closeness. They want that openness. They want that freedom. They want kids who still love God when they're adults and love people. You know? Yeah. And and they want that for their church too. I had a couple today where the, the, the husband worked, you know, in the church and the wife didn't work at the church, but it was crazy involved. And I said, What's the number one thing? They're just starting coaching. What's the number one thing what? you'd really like to see happen in the next, you know, six, nine months with us coaching? She says, hmm. I want to be able to openly talk about things of faith with my kids in a way that is not weird. And I want, I want to be able to do it in a way that helps them critically think through stuff because they're get, starting to get close to college age. And they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. have all kinds of stuff hitting them, all kinds of ideas, other religions, worldviews, challenges. And I, I, I don't need to hide them from that, but I do want them to, to be able to critically think through that in light of the gospel. And yeah. I want them to feel free to like come home and talk to me about it, even if they think I might think differently all that yeah. stuff. Well that's what discipleship is, right? It's yeah, helping exactly people move right. from unbelief to belief in every area of life. And so when yeah. something pushes up against it, you're like, "Well, but I know who God is and I know what he's done in and through Christ and what he says is now true of me." Yeah. You know, and, that, and so that people are wanting that, man, and I think yeah. that's a big part of, you know, why people signed up to join us in that coaching. So I'm curious like what um, what is the day-to-day kind of the basics of this look like? What
1: happens uh, in your coaching core cohorts, and in this incubator program. Um,
0: what's that look like on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? From a functional standpoint, the mentorship and coaching, there's two live calls with us via Zoom a okay. month. So you get to know those other couples that are learning and starting to practice and step-by-step walk into new rhythms of discipleship, right? All yep. starting at the heart level and identity level. But there's two calls a month that we do that for about 90 minutes. OK, okay. And, and those are all recorded. So if, if you miss a call, you know, like, oh, I can't make it, you know, or, uh, you know, something came up with the kids or whatever. That's OK. It's recorded and everybody has a link to all their recordings and you can just go back sure. and watch it at your own time. Right. And then we're checking in sure. throughout the week by either email or Voxer and people can ask all their questions and stuff. Voxer is like a walkie talkie app on your phone yeah. and kind of like a group text. It's Uber like like it's just so many things it does. and It's free Right, sure. And unlike most coaching, where you kind of have either your monthly call or your you know that once a month, you know, every other week or whatever, you know, people yeah. really have daily live access to to Tina and I, and to so others cool. in our team as well. And and so you're never gonna feel stuck or wondering or hey, tonight we're having a you know uh, our first virtual happy hour or you know our driveway happy hour. Well, you know, do we put out food? Do we not? Do we work? You know the like, Every little thing that usually derails people and I don't know how to do it or I have some fear, but well, you don't have to because either someone in the cohort will know or you just yeah. ask us directly. We'll, you know, jump yep. in. We also kind of give people full access to kind of one-to-one private consultations along the way as well. Like maybe there's something on the, you know, on the the live call that you didn't want to eat up all the time, or maybe it's a little more sensitive and you just sure. wanted to have one-on-one conversation with us or, you know, one of the wives wants to talk just to Tina about something. We, we, never, we never say no. We just don't. Hmm. And the whole process starts out with like a discovery call. We do a, we do a face-to-face video discovery call with each couple. We kind of get okay. to know their story. How much discipleship have they been doing? Have they ever been part of a community on mission? The gospel at the center of that. What's that look like? What's worked for them? What's their schedule? How many hmm. kids do they have? All that stuff. And then we create a customized strategy and roadmap for them It cool. fits them. And, and then and we walk them through that. And if they feel, yeah, that sounds great, then or well, let's make some tweaks, we do, whatever. And then they've got a roadmap the whole time. There's never any guessing of like, well, what do we do after that? Or what do we do after that? And yep. we're checking in on that and then adding things to it. Or let's take that off, something in life changed, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, we're, they're doing that in community. They're doing that in community as well. And so that's been a surprisingly awesome part of, you know, once we added this Voxer component and the cohorts together, they're all like besties. They're doing vacation (laughs) together. It's so true. It's really like you find a tribe and you you get step-by-step help and you get tools and you get a framework. The biggest thing is you'll become one of these people that has the confidence to model a life of spiritual freedom and relational peace that others want and then you'll be able to actually show them how to, to walk in the ways of Jesus and trust him in all these areas as well. And the good news is good news. The gospel is the power that changes us and sets us free. But, you know, what? You know there's a process. Jesus says, go and make disciples. Sure. You know? Like yeah. that make, like make a cake. There's steps to it. There's process to it. There's a whole lot of intentionality. And a lot of people don't know the, what those steps are or what order to put them in or what do you do if something changes in your life? And so that's what we're helping people do.
2: And, and it, we really do try to, um, make it work not just for the couple and, or their family. You know, if you, if they've got kids we or really the, church the church that they're leading, church that they're leading, sometimes we're helping pastors lead, you know, map that leaders, out throughout their know? whole church. You yeah. know, like,
0: so this is how I'm going to live it. But then how do I start to roll this out to my sure. community, my leaders and all that.
2: But it's, yeah. a, it is really a simple, very easily step-by-step We don't overwhelm people because we know there's a lot of heart changes that happen in in the beginning. And so, you know, it's small steps, very easily attainable. It's kind of like,
0: here's the first 30 days. Here's what you're going to focus on. Don't worry about the rest. You know, after that, here's what the next 90 days will probably include. You know, the stuff you'll be learning, starting to try, you know, and then six months out or more, you know, yeah. we're always kind of, you know, we're always kind of adjusting that with them because some people race through quickly. Sometimes things take a lot longer or stuff comes up in life. I think what's important though, um, I've been involved in coaching before where people just kind of show up and then they talk about whatever's on their mind and Mm -hmm. they don't know what's next or they can't see a roadmap and and like, how do I make progress? What progress will I make? And there's a lack of clarity. So for our folks, not only do they know exactly where they're going and who they're going to be doing it with, right? But they can kind of ease back and be more in the moment for what they are learning because they don't have to, yeah. well, what's going what's gonna to be next? And we said, don't worry about what's next. The Lord will tell you that. Yeah. And together okay. we've prayed and talked and trusted him for at least a little bit of what that is on your roadmap, but we're going to sure. keep asking what's next, Lord, along the way together. So cool. So there's a lot so of clarity and that that just takes the pressure off. So, you know, back to what we were talking about a few questions back, these, these uh, pastors that are just running and going and maybe they don't have the confidence to do new things, you know, much less what they were doing is... We want to take pressure off of folks. I've had some people say like, man, this sounds so great, but I am just too busy right now. You know what? Then this is the perfect time because we're going to help you take stuff out of your cart and we're going to help you have a different heart and understanding of the what and why you're doing, which is going to take so much pressure off. You can talk to every couple that we've been coaching and are currently coaching and ask them, do you feel like you're busier and more stressful and got more stuff going on in your life that doesn't quite fit? Now that you've been coaching with Caesar and Tina for, you know, six months or a year or two or sure. less. And they're all of them say like, no, it's like pure freedom now. And we actually enjoy leading our kids and leading our neighbors and leading our church in kingdom living again. Like, so yeah. if you're feeling like, well, maybe when we get past this, like uh, when yeah. I just kick the can down there, no, th- it's the opposite. And, and you're just going to have to, I guess, trust us in that, that yep. it's going to start unloading your cart and giving you some fresh wind in your sales.
1: I'm just kind of curious, if folks want to get involved with you guys in this coaching, what do they have to do and what should they expect?
0: Well, it's pretty easy. All you got to do is go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery, and that'll start to get the ball rolling. We'll set up a time, a little calendar link there. We'll set up a convenient time for a discovery call where we can get together, get to know each other a little bit. I can learn a little bit more about your rhythms and all that's happening there and what your goals are so that you kind of understand all that happens. Okay. There's no obligation to that. We're hoping that maybe God is bringing us together and how we'll figure that out is we'll discover it together. So that's the first step. Go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. Then if it sounds like it's a good fit to you and to us, then we'll set up your roadmap call. And that's where we'll, as a couple, talk to you as a couple. And we'll get to really get to the business of all that's going on in your life so we can set up that custom personalized roadmap so you always know what's going on. And then the third step is you start to join us in the calls. Like we've said, we, we have these calls twice a month. They're, they're on the second and fourth week of the month. Different times make it real easy for you. Plus, everything's recorded. Anyway, I'll tell you all about that on the discovery call. Right now, the biggest thing to just know is that you want to set up that discovery call and get started. Okay? So I hope you will. I hope you go to everydaydisciple.com right now and set your discovery call up at a convenient time, and we'll see where the Lord takes this. Let's get to the big three,
1: because as always, we want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic. If nothing else, things that we don't
0: want you to miss. And by the way, you can always get a free download of the Big Three as a PDF by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Big Three. Yep, that's how you get the Big Three, and I'll also put a link to all the coaching stuff in there for you as well. Cesar Tina, what are the Big Three for this week? I'd say the first thing is that don't miss this idea that kicking the ball down the field or kicking the can down the road over waiting to get the training and framework and help that you need to make disciples and really Uh, you know, start to live the life that you're wanting and helping other people right now in this unprecedented opportunity, that's just not wise. That that really, I think that comes from fear. And we want to say, you know, God is the, you know, the Holy Spirit is the primary disciple of hearts. And if he would privilege us to walk together and, and, you know, and speak through us and help us equip you um, and be a blessing in your life, there's no better time than now. (laughs) There just isn't. And, and, and we, our fears and sort of things we've learned to hide behind might derail us, but please don't, don't, there there really isn't. I don't think we're going to historically probably in our living adult lives, see like we were, we had a bigger window of flexibility and openness from people and our kids around and the time to be able to like think deeply and learn some fluency in the gospel. I really don't think so. I think, Hmm. I think when this opens back up a lot of people, and especially a lot of folks in the world who don't know Jesus and don't have the spirit, they're going to get back to like trying to make up and be crazy busy. You know what I mean? And yeah, but but those that have been already journeying with us and have Mm -hmm. found trust and hope in life, I think they're going to incorporate that into their rhythm. So don't wait, you know, don't kick the can, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you think you're going to, that there's some right time down the road or at some point you're going to be less busy and be able to fit this in, it's probably not the truth, and it's probably going to be actually the opposite. You'll probably continue to be loaded up with a lot of stuff to do that's yeah. not necessarily yep. Let's establish
0: this now, you know? yeah. The yeah. Okay, second one, big three. Um, God is still accomplishing his eternal purpose of filling the world with his glory through disciples of Jesus making more disciples. He's not hitting pause. He never has. He never will. And neither should the church or each of us individually. Ask God today what he would have you do or change or start to engage in with others, trusting that he will guide and empower you for his mission. God always provides for that which he calls us to. I hope you believe that. And then number three, now is the time to get to a place of modeling a life of spiritual freedom and relational peace with others. That's what discipleship is about. That's what Jesus came to give us and then send us out to show others? Will your church, your family, and neighbors see you living in freedom or fear? Will they experience your presence, or are you sort of isolating away a little bit? Get off of work or done with the church work, and then you kind of come home and hide out for a while? Or are they seeing you waiting for something that they don't know what you're waiting for? If you feel like you're on a hamster wheel of religious activity and busyness, or unsure how to help the folks in your church engage in discipleship and outreach in their busy daily lives, we would really love to help you. Yeah, we really would love to set up that discovery call we talked about. Okay. Again, you can just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. We'll set up a call, no obligation. i just love to meet with you, hear a bit of your story, and see if this would be a good fit. All right, that's enough for today. Obviously, a lot about discipleship. What else did we talk about? And getting you, hopefully, into the coaching with us. I would love that. Anyway, look forward to next time. I'll talk to you soon.